for nine years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And 30 years of Rosie on the House. Ten o'clock hour here at Rosie on the House, where we dive deep into one specific topic about your home, castle, or cabin all month long in January. Covering different projects you can do yourself around the house that you can accomplish in a weekend. Moving into February, we'll dive deep into plumbing. Spend a lot of time talking about water heaters, recirculating pumps, faucets, fixtures, sewage. Nobody wants to talk about the drainage, but a big compartment of your home and you realize how important it is when it doesn't work so that'll be coming up in february we'll have a lot of our plumbers from around the state joining us but let's get back to january talking uh you you may have gotten the article this weekend uh this week on thursday when our newsletter goes out talking about the five fixes for problems that uh, need to make over and we'll dive into those but we're going to first talk a little bit about rosie have a little update for uh, man, what a good week for Dad. My favorite subject, Rosie. Yeah, he's just had a great week. He's just rocking it at rehab, um, you know, acing the cognitive skills test. And now they're going on to voice, get his get his good Rosie voice back. And um, I got there yesterday. He was a little worn out. I said, hey, you don't have to work that hard. And he said, well, if, if I don't work, they don't count it as a, as a day. So I have to So he's working really hard. And so just, what happens if it's counted as a day? Well, I don't. I guess it just takes a day longer, right? I said you can you can take it easy, but no, he's he's doing as much as he can to get himself back home. So it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there you go. So probably a week away from getting him back home. A week away from getting home, and uh, if you're just tuning in or missed it, uh, he was in a rollover of what they call a UTV. It's a four-passenger off-road vehicle. He was buckled in the back seat, and uh, something caught the front end, and the, the they verify that the driver was not out of control wasn't being reckless uh front end caught something and it flipped over forward so the part of the vehicle that rosie was in traveled the farthest was moving the fastest hit the hardest uh but rosie was able to crawl out he was the only one that was able to exit the vehicle immediately which uh was one of the first god stories in this whole event being able to free himself uh, and get out because if he had been trapped upside down, buckled in and waited for the guys up front to get out and help him, he, you know, he could have choked and coughed to death. There was a lot of, uh, you know, his respiratory system was what uh, was attacked the hardest and being able to get out, get forward and being able to clear his lungs was, was huge. And he remembers everything. Uh, he, he told us that he, he didn't think the helicopter evacuation was for him. He thought it was for Alex. <laughs> yeah, he thought it was for one of the guys in the UTV. He didn't realize. He's, he's still kind of... Uh, no, he, Rosie, we're here for you. You need to get on the plane and come with us now. And did I tell you he thought he was kind of evac like Vietnam style? He thought he was on the outside of the helicopter on the other <laughs> I said, I don't think so, honey. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, the guys assured me he was put in the helicopter. In the helicopter. <laughs> not hanging out the bottom. <laughs> It adds a dramatic effect, yeah. though, when you can do that MASH style. Yeah, it's a rosy story. <laughs> Our helicopters are a little better than what they had in MASH. <laughs> do you it. recall what the Maricopa County st- uh, Sheriff's Rescue sticker they gave him? What it well, it's said. a metal decal. It's a metal decal, but carry. I love the, the the saying of it. Do you remember what it is? I, I do, um, and it is funny. Uh, I, 
I just don't know that it quite applies to that because he wasn't driving. But it no, said the it Maricopa doesn't. County uh, Sheriff's Office protecting you from yourself since 1950. <laughs> I love that. Whatever. And I don't remember the exact date on it, but since 1950-something. So we look forward to having him back. Uh, we, he's enjoyed all the cards that listeners have sent. You can send those to P.O. Box 14487. We had a listener who knows he's a big LSU fan. Uh, and works at the stadium. He grabbed two brochures, uh, programs from the Fiesta Bowl. He laminated a couple of tickets that were used and sent those this week. That was very nice. Um, Dad did buy tickets to the game, but we couldn't get... Uh, wasn't, I, wasn't quite there yet. They, well, I, I think he could have handled it, but there's only so much that the hospital will release you from. Well, he's out of the hospital now. He's at the at the rehab and like we said we we expect him home probably the end of end of the week mm-hmm. uh, early early next week and we'll look forward to having him back on the broadcast it's been uh it's been a long journey we're close to three three months three months uh i think just being able to sleep in your own bed what what that would do for uh, everything your own backyard. oh my gosh yeah, it's be, being able to enjoy your own surroundings your own food it uh We've missed him. We're ready. Yeah, and we look forward to, to having him. He's ready to be back on. We've uh, He called his remodel team in yesterday, uh, holding court in the, <laughs> in the rehab uh, center. He just wanted everybody to know the remodel company is still going strong, still taking calls, and be happy to come out and take a look at your project. So, Any, any remodeling project in the uh, Maricopa County area. I, I don't know their exact travel radius. I know Stan was in Mesa uh, this week working on an estimate for a, a customer. So uh, probably 20-mile radius yeah. around the... That's Rosie on the House remodeling. Yeah, they got a great team they put together. It's the same with everything in in his life right now. We've got a great team at Roth, Rosie on the House, got a great team at the remodel company. Um, he had just put together a great team, so it's it's really helped. Everybody's been such a help in this situation. So n- nothing slowed down. We just all miss him very much. Yeah, and Rosie got a start in remodeling. Oh, gosh. They, they joked that it was when he had to uh, restore a room in his elementary school that he set off a firework in uh, <laughs> in eighth grade and <laughs> uh, worked his way through college to stucco. And we're looking forward to having – so in 2001, what happened with the, he sold his remodeling company to do the radio program full time. And in a, well, I'm going to say it was 2013, re licensed. And we're looking forward to building up the remodeling and bringing that active real time projects they were working on in the field back to the program. Uh, that that was always a fun part of starting off of talking about what we're working on in real time. And there's a lot of things that after that amount of time that uh, the, the the techniques and the materials and the procedures and the codes. So we'll look forward to having a lot of that real time construction back here at Rosie on the House going forward. And we also have a new thing to the Rosie on the House of Ford Transit. A nice wrapped vehicle that travels around the state, and our goal is to have it somewhere every weekend out there in the state of Arizona. Right now, it's in Casa Grande. Uh, Susan Krieger, for our Southern Arizona rep, is at the Casa Grande Home Show. Live. Hang on. on. Talking to uh, homeowners right now. Susan, if somebody stops by the Rosie on the House booth in Casa Grande, what... uh, 
they, they can pick up a calendar? They certainly can, but I'll tell you what they're really looking at right now. They're looking at the shovels off that uh, we have on our e-store. <laughs> yes, the talon shovels right now are, are causing a lot of excitement and questions. But, yes, we have the 2019 home maintenance calendar available to pick up, plus we have some raffle items. We're going to raffle off some Hex Armor products, the gloves, the safety glasses, and those are some pretty nifty gloves. Those are really sturdy, uh, especially for those that do a lot of um, desert gardening. Um, and we also have a couple of our partners here. Um, desert Sun Heating and Cooling is just across the aisle from us, and First Impressions Ironworks is out in the parking lot next to the car show. Wonderful. That's going on today. Where is the home show? We are on I-10 just between uh, Jimmy Kerr Boulevard and Florence at what used to be the Tanger Outlets. So it's right off of I-10. You, you can't miss it. It's, I think it's also called City Gate, but most people will know it as the Tanger Outlets. So right off of I-10 um, between Jimmy Kerr and Florence. And for those coming up um, westbound from either, you know, Eloy, Florence, Tucson, note that the Jimmy Kerr Boulevard exit is closed. You have to go up to Florence and turn around back on the freeway and then exit Jimmy Kerr because of the construction. And you'll be there today until? We will be here until 3 o'clock. Wonderful. And, and we're there's gonna... already a lot of people, so, I so can come hear. on down, <laughs> get your calendars. Yeah. <laughs> and you're also joined right now with Helen Newhart, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce for the Casa Grande surrounding area. You guys call it the Tri-City? Yeah, it's. Uh, I tell you what, we cover a lot of territory. We all work together and promote uh, not only our communities but Pinell County. So this is a, a huge event. You can't miss us from the I-10. Just take an exit and come on over. And my connection and, and special place that Casa Grande has in my, my heart is the first rodeo we were at after Remy was born. We were in Casa Grande. I've got a picture holding that little fuzzball uh, when he was not even a month old. And as it worked out, the first rodeo event he competed in when he was four was at Casa Grande. So it was not only the first rodeo he attended at, well, after he was born, but it was the first one he competed in. And we're actually in Casa Grande at the end of the month for the next rodeo. And uh, Helen, when we go to uh, uh, a new place. I, I don't like to do a lot of repetition. You know, if I go to a right. place, I like to stay at all the different areas to experience all the different right. things the town has. But I have to be honest, Casa Grande is the exception. We always stay at the Holiday Inn because I can always walk to Bedillon's for dinner. That is the treasure oh, yeah. uh, restaurant yes. of Central Arizona. <laughs> Isn't that right? I'm so glad you said that. Yes, they're excellent food and service. Very popular place and quite a historical site as well. It is. And uh, Castle Grand, if you've only passed by it on I-10, you miss a treasure of Central Arizona. And we have, last year we stayed at the uh, Francisco Grande Hotel. What a unique oh, yeah. history for anyone that likes baseball that, that, uh, that the Francisco Grande has. Mm -hmm. Right. The uh, San Francisco Giants used to spring train here in Casa Grande, and that, that resort was built solely for the purpose of entertaining the folks that came to watch the spring training games, and it's awesome. And now it's Grande's uh, sports world. We have high lie and soccer here all the time. And when we had our 7 o'clock guest on, uh, Stephen Hill, he's opened a new museum in Casa Grande. The, help me out, the Hills of Casa Grande. 
Pioneer Heroes yes. of Arizona. Museum. <laughs> Museum. That He's, is, an, yeah. Go ahead. It's an awesome museum. Um, I mean, you cannot believe the artifacts and the pieces that they have in there. So you've been there, right? I haven't, but he was our guest at 7 o'clock. We're going to, when we come down for the rodeo, we're going to come early so we can make sure and see the uh, that museum. But he mentioned if uh, if you're ever in Casa Grande for Thanksgiving, that that Francisco Grande has a great Thanksgiving brunch. and uh, The whole thing is tied to baseball. The main hotel is curved to mimic the brim of a baseball hat the pool shaped like a bat the whole thing is is baseball and uh, if you like baseball which i you know what gary i i really was never a big baseball fan but remy's become a big baseball fan so i become a, a baseball fan the more i learn about it the more i really start to get i get it now i, I finally get it no such thing uh, i mean there's no better thing i should say than spring training baseball too yeah. you uh, know oh, and a hot yeah. dog and, and a beer <laughs> Uh, so that's uh, the Helen Newhart, the CEO of Casa Grande. We're going to uh, take a quick break. And, and when I see Casa Grande, every time I'm down there, I just see opportunity. That that town has so much opportunity. Uh, it's, a, it's a great place. If you've ever driven through it, you need to stop. <laughs> Where am I? The Gulag. A gulag? Gulag. Mm -hmm. The big house. La Casa Grande. The, the big house. house. What was that? <laughs> Only thing I could... There was no Casa Grande song to get back in, so... That was from a Muppets movie. Uh, um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Big yeah. house. Mm -hmm. Leave it up to Gary to find something. One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. If you'd like to talk about your home, castle, or cabin, item number one on our list for this week of things to do around the house is updating old metal hardware on doors, windows, cabinets. Those. Uh, this is an aesthetic thing. I I don't know that I often see the metal components break. It's a rare thing. Usually, the first thing that you see happen is the screw uh, comes out of the wood. The wood deteriorates before the metal fixtures, but it can add a very nice updated look to your home. You, the I don't know who, where, or how, and I really don't care to know how brass got popular. I'm just glad it uh, that phase didn't last long. You walk into a, a early 80s, late 70s brass fixture home, and it's just, man, the keeping them clean and polished and looking good by themselves was hard enough that it never got kept up. And then just the years of the oils from being touched from by hands that had grown and gathered. It's a very painful, uh, painful thing to look at. So updating uh, those metal hardwares, when you think about it, there's a lot more than you. How many doors are in your home? Just sit there, start at your front door, mentally go through, uh, every every door, the door to the bedroom, the doors to the closets, the doors to the pantries, the doors to the bathrooms, the doors to the uh, laundry room, the doors out the back. There is a ton of metal hardware in your home, and you don't have to throw that hardware away. Even uh, if it does look dingy or grungy to you, there are places like the Habitat Restore that you can donate still uh, good working hardware to. 
and they resell it and repurpose it, keeps it out of the landfill, which is a big, big thing for us. Uh, one thing that I <laughs> throw doing remodel, there isn't a lot of uh, most of that ends up in the dump. When you think about uh, pulling out a carpet, pulling out the pads, pulling up the tack strips, there isn't a lot of repurposing of these materials. They end up in the dump. So any and everything we can do to take that stress off of our landfills is huge. And one of the reasons we strongly promote investing the extra money in materials and products that are more of a lifetime and long term than something just to quick slap on, get the job done. Uh, that's just going to be quick, cheap, and easy, which is one of the reasons that, well, I'm not going to sidetrack on that. Uh, so investing in good quality materials, something that's not necessarily trendy because trends go out really quick and become very dated very quick. One of the things I love are the uh, is a satin finish. That, that's a long-term uh, style that can match a lot of different uh, homes on our interiors. And it's something that anybody can do. You, some applications, you may want like a cordless drill, but any hardware in your home can be done with just a Phillips head screwdriver and a little bit of time. There's a lot of great places uh, when you're thinking hardware. Look at some place like a Clyde's Hardware. Look at uh, some specialty shop a lot of them are open on saturdays but usually close pretty early before noon or one o'clock restoration hardware is a really cool one too restoration i don't know restoration hardware uh but a a specific hardware store versus big box store you would not believe the difference in the selection you you think you there was a lot of locks and doorknobs to choose from if you walk through uh, a box store wait till you walk into a specialty store and look at all the different options that are available and you can just feel the metal and the heaviness that these were built for long term so that's number one let's take a look at all of our hardware in our home count it up and make a plan for attack maybe this week we do doorknobs next week we do uh, cabinets in one bathroom then the master bathroom the next then the kitchen at last and you can go from an exposed hinge to an interior hinge in a lot of these that's a really nice look you're asking about the coin that the maricopa county sheriff's office lake patrol sent rosie yes sir it's, it's called the challenge coin rob just texted in and it says they are collectible do you really want to collect those? <laughs> Do they send them to just people that they have rescued? I, I don't know that I would ever want one. <laughs> I, I, I'm not up for another one. <laughs> I could see when you... Uh, go to buy life insurance. How many of those collectible coins do you have? Oh, about 25. Oh, your premium <laughs> nice just tripled. <laughs> <laughs> Had several really sweet phone calls during the break, people wanting to know uh, the P.O. Box where to send those cards to Rosie. He still loves getting them. Uh, don't stop. It's, he's got some ways to go to build that strength and get him through this last push here. It's P.O. Box. You can just send it to Rosie on the house at P.O. Box 14487 Scottsdale 85267. But just thank you so much for the heartfelt wishes. It was um, tears of joy. It made me cry. It was really sweet to have those kind of phone calls. And we're very happy to be on this side of things. 
Yes, we are. And he, he's listening. Uh, if you'd like to call in and give him your best. We, we did that, and it, it, it all choked us up last time. But, uh, you know, it, it, it means a lot to Rosie, and you're welcome to do that. And uh, just let him know you're glad to hear he's getting better. And we're, we're to the point, you know, there was a lot of, uh, during the process of it, a lot of questions. And I don't think there's any question. In fact, I <laughs> the, the, the last time you had sent a, a prayer request out to the family about where, you know, the next place for Rosie, because he was at, uh, you know, we never announced where he was just to keep. He just needs all his energy to recover. Well, and and even even close friends, we said, you know, he's just too tired. He doesn't want. If you're there, he's got this obligation to uh, visit with you. He he just needs to rest. I mean, they would still show up thinking, no, 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 no. But that's just, you know, it's family only. But he's they got that magic to make you feel like you're an exception. And you are family, and so. When they were moving him from when it was time to leave St. Joe's on where to go, and the insurance was either going to try and send him to this nursing home or this other rehab, and he sent a request, we, we need the rehab. We want the rehab center. His nursing home is not right for him. It, were, it was something to do with the insurance. And blah, blah. You know what? I, I didn't even bother praying for that because, you know what? There was never a question he wasn't going to get that. There was so many things that happened along the way. The, the Lord was there for him every single step. I said, he's not going to get this far and not get this treatment. Right. And it was, what, like three hours later? Yeah. You called and said, we got it. <laughs> we got it. And he's got it. That's God's great. got it. That's right. So we'll be back uh, We'll be back soon with Rosie here at Rosie on the House. In the meantime, we're making our way through our article this week of the different things we can do around our home that can be accomplished in a weekend. There, If you don't start a project... Uh, with, or if you start a project with the mindset that this is going to be done a weekend and you don't get it done, those can become very long, drawn-out projects, and they can become very irritating um, and clumsy around the house. So, But if you start it with the intention this is going to be a three- or four-week project or five-week project, well, then it's manageable. So, But it's, it's the ones that start that never get finished, that uh, just start piling up. And I've got a handful of those. I, I think it, probably more than that if I stopped to count <laughs> around our property. That, you know, you, you there's just a point in your life where you've got to make a decision. Do I want to ride horses or do I want to do other things? And right now we're at the ride horses, and <laughs> that's just the, the priority. But It's called a season. Yes, the season. Uh, but the outlets, what about your electrical outlets around your home? The light fixtures? on off lights one thing that becomes very uh very stand out if you do a nice interior uh whether you're doing maybe a veneer or some kind of mosaics on the wall uh backsplashes tile those face plates stand out and over the last uh 20 years they've been really finally enhance that part of our home. There's a lot of different products that come out uh, that will let you color paint them. They're actually designed to not take any kind of uh, finish on top of them. And the reason for that is, is so they're easy to clean. When we look at the oils in our hands and we're touching the light switches constantly, 
they want to be able to make that easy to clean along with the face plates around them. So they're designed not to take anything. So the first thing we have to do is scrub them with a product that gives a little bit of an abrasion so that the paint then sticks. Well, most of the time we skip the part of priming. Anytime you're putting paint on something that's not primed to take it, you don't get a great bond. And then over the course of time using it, that top coat starts wearing off pretty quickly and then people end up just going back to the initial faceplate to begin with. So there's a certain amount of procedures and it can be very tedious and take a long time. But you want to talk about making the finish in your home tie in very nicely to it's not just a bland white or yellow faceplate. Another one of those things when you start counting up, you realize just how many you have in your home. Uh, th that's not a mistake. There's a certain, in the building code, there's a certain amount of feet that's allowed between it. You've got to have uh, ones by, by doorways. Some of them have to be GFCI. When that's designed and put together, that's following a building code. And it has to be uh, a certain elevation in a certain place. None of those are by accident. And there's a lot of them. What they're also right above is the baseboard. I am not a big fan of baseboards. When I built my last home, I didn't put any baseboards in. Just let the wall go to the floor and make that seam your finish because that's one more building material that really you don't need unless you're doing a really nice crown molding. To have a paint-finished baseboard, that's just one more area to catch dust and have to clean and maintain. And say, well, what about scuff marks? Uh, from shoes on the walls. Well, how often are you kicking your walls? You, can you not walk down your hallway without kicking your wall? How many times do you have a bad day? <laughs> <laughs> Dang! <laughs> you know, that most of that scuffing is coming from moving furniture and stuff. Well, just have a wall finished good enough. And vacuuming. You know, uh, you know, you could rub a vacuum if you're trying to get those corners in there. You'll have scuff marks. From okay, so I didn't put any carpet in my home either. It was all oh. concrete. Decorative concrete oh, de finish. Oh, well, you're set. So it was just a, a straight mop. I didn't... Living in the desert and in a dusty area, the last thing I wanted to mess with was carpet. Now, we do have area rugs in certain rooms of the home that we had thrown out. But no... Like I said, when I get done with a project, I want to know this project, every element of it is done for as long as it can possibly need any kind of of maintenance or upkeep or being replaced. That concrete slab with that uh, decorative concrete finish, the patio had dyed. We, we put the color dye in the concrete. We stamped it to look like wood. That porch is going to be there long after me, uh, and, and it's done. I, I want to build things to be long-term. The most... Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly how Mick phrased it. Uh, he is a big proponent of recycling and sustainability. The, the most green home we live in is the one we're already living in because we, the amount of materials it takes to build a new home, when you start thinking about that, it starts to add up. So the greenest home we live in is, is the one we're in right now. Well, that is true, but new homes do need to get built, and building those with the long-term 
uh, masoner, masonry perspective is is our focus. <laughs> There's a, a guy at Quality Block uh, who's no longer with us, Clem Hellman. He was actually the first uh, sponsor of this radio program. Rosie, when he started, said, I'll never let anybody sponsor the program. And when Clem heard the radio broadcast, he's like, I need to be part of this and partner. So he brought Dad down to his uh, masonry manufacturing plant. And Rosie said, all right, this, this is the kind of person I can, I can partner with. But Clem had a great line that 50 years ago, we built homes, block homes and wood fences. Now we build wood homes and block fences. And in 50 years, we're going to have a lot of nice block fences. Yeah, exactly. You know, going back to cement floors, in New Orleans, there are some classic steamboat houses that were built in the late 1800s to 1900s. And you want to know how they constructed the floors and the walls? Marble. And here's a, a, they knew way beforehand about hurricanes and floods so that when something uh, would hit, like a hurricane or a flood would come through and would flood the uh, interior of the steamboat house, once the water went down, all they did was just wipe it off with you know fresh water. I don't know if they had hoses back then or not. Very smart, though, to, to build floors and walls in marble. That way the cleanup is pretty much easy. It's a breeze. When you look at the history of building and architectural buildings that have stood the test of time, there seems to be a, a very awkward transition in that our building products and building science is enhancing, but our craftsmanship and techniques are, are going in, in kind of a, a reverse in the trend. direction, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Concrete walls. And <laughs> Uh, there, there is something about that old-world uh, trade skills. But uh, moving to number four, when we're looking at our th projects to get done in a weekend around the home, repairing all or part of chipped, cracked casing where it's needed when we look around. And, and it may not be a uh, trim casing. There may be com completed with the caulking. That exterior caulking is not made to last forever. Uh, it's an elastomeric product. Uh, and that often needs to be repaired. You can tell how the the skill level of the person that put that together by how thick the caulking joint should be. You should see little to no. And the, the smaller we can get our caulking joints, the longer it'll last. The wider the caulking joints, that's just more expanding and contracting and more opportunity for moisture to get in. The a thin, 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 thin bead of caulking is really uh, can tell you how well they put that home together, but that is one area that we need to be looking at. It seals the two areas. Moisture is a big problem in Arizona. We think, well, we don't get enough rain. Well, there's still moisture in the air, and because of the lack of water, when water does come, that hard contrast actually creates more problems than if we just had a consistent amount of rainfall. You know, things dry out, dry out, dry out, then it gets, and it's hot, then it gets cold and wet really quick. That contraction and, and change in our material has a very, it, it's very hard on our building materials. So because of the lack of water, we actually have more water problems than other places that are built to uh, be in a wet environment. We've got a couple items to talk through on projects we can get through uh, here at the final segment of Rosie on the House. On 
a beautiful Arizona Saturday morning. Told you, I knew this morning it was going to be beautiful. Hardly a cloud out there. You look up in the sky right now, you can see little wisps of clouds, probably about 50,000 feet. It's kind of cool looking. You can get yourself down to uh, the state, state fair. Well, yeah, I was going to get there. But the state fair grounds, uh, home show going on this weekend. Everyone that attends, both uh, people and exhibitors, will tell you January is the biggest home show for Maricopa County. Uh, so that's always got the most exhibitors, the most people, the most food trucks. We have 14 partners down there that are uh, exhibiting everything from, let's see, who all did we stop by? There's the Irwin's Furniture and Restoration. You've got Isley's. You've got Reish. You've got CYC. They all have stacks of Rosie on the House calendar. So if you didn't get a uh, request one to be mailed to you, you can go, uh, you can pick one up if you're going to be down at the fairgrounds today for the home show. If you did request one by mail, we mentioned this last hour, but just uh, if you missed it, they got delivered to our office this week. So then we turned around and sent out the mailing list. If you haven't received it yet, I haven't checked the mail at my house yet uh, today. I don't know if it hit, but you should expect it uh, by Monday, if not Tuesday at the latest. If you asked for one in 2018, you won't need one. You won't need to re-ask. We'll just continue to send that to you every year. You can just email us at info at rosyonthehouse.com. The address you would like it sent, we'll get you added to that mailing list. Uh, if you're at, if we send it at the end of every month from this point there, so anyone that requests that come in between now and the end of January, we'll send them at the end of January. And we just continue to do that each week. It lets you know what we're talking about in the landscape our outdoor living hour. It'll let you know what our weekly home maintenance how-to is. It'll let you know the topics we'll be covering for that month at Rosie on the House. Whether it's something you plan to do this year or you don't have any plans to do it at all whatsoever. Because, I mean, how much fun is planning for a new roof? Oh, it's a blast. Of course. <laughs> but if you listen to the program at the point you are experienced with that project or not experienced but at the point you are needing to do that project you'll already have a frame of reference or at least know where to go back and get caught up on what you need to know uh and doing your roofing selection we have a lot of great roofers throughout the entire state of arizona that is one project i don't mind taking time to do a project but when I built my home, I did hire a roofer to get done. When I looked at how long it was going to take for me to put every shingle on, it became real easy to make the decision to have this roofing, Lions Roofing come out and do it all in one day. I left that morning, and their work crew hadn't showed up. I got home that night, and the roof crew, roofing crew was already gone, and the entire roof was done. I that a, was worth every penny. Yeah, and I had a roofing company uh well, I'm not going to say who it was. It wasn't Lions, but they said, "Oh, it'll take about three days." And I said, "Okay, fine." You know, they had it done in a day and a half, and it was. Uh, uh, it, it, they did a fabulous job. Clean. Uh, I I really enjoyed it. But I tell you what, remodeling my home over the course of ten years, the one thing I fell in love with, infrastructure. I just was fascinated by. I want to make sure those pipes are sealed correctly. I, I anything behind the wall before I put the wall up because painting and you know putting. Lipstick on a pig. That's easy. <laughs> but behind the walls are what, what's important to me. And the, 
I absolutely agree with that. When, and when you're building a home, there's certain things that the way the unless you're doing this just cash out of pocket, which I wasn't, I had a construction loan. There are certain there's a certain amount of time uh, for me. I had 18 months to get the job done, and you had different draws when they distribute the money to you at five different points at each predetermined. One was after the well was done. You know, there was a, a draw up front, then they gave you another distribution after the well came. Uh, the well was put in, then they gave you another distribution after. I, I don't remember all the points, but one of the determining factors in getting that roof done was not thinking I could have time to put all those shingles on to keep on on schedule with the construction loan to get it done. The last thing, and, and it makes sense, uh, there was a few things I would have taken the time to do if I wasn't up against the deadline to meet uh, the requirements of the construction loan. But I do think it's smart the banks do that so that you're not five years out still trying to get this house completed and yeah. living in because a lot of bad things can happen in that amount of time. And especially if you're doing a wood-built home, uh, there's a couple homes that there's a certain amount of time that you have to leave a wood home exposed if you're doing, depending on the type of roof you're doing, because the, the wood needs to get used to the weight of the roof. And I have seen some homes in my area that were paused for so long that... The frame probably need to be, or needed to be reframed. It was I guess, getting, the, the plywood started, the OSB started to delaminate. And I thought, oh man, that's horrible. They're gonna have to bulldoze those, and they oh, should have. But somebody came back later and put uh, the the foam over it and stuck on it. And I just thought, oh, man, I, I wanted to just put a sign out in front. Don't buy this house. It, <laughs> this is what it looked like two months ago. I cannot believe they uh, they finished it and, and sold that. The poor homeowners that ended up moving into that house, I feel for. So there, there's a reason they keep you pushing along the process. And that's smart, so. It's just uh, it's a great thing uh, to to build your own home. It really connects you, and uh, in in ways to your living environment, you it, you can't. There's no way to experience otherwise. But I tell you what, I did that when I was single, tr thinking about trying to build a house now with four kids. Uh, you, you would never see your kids. <laughs> Unless you put them to work, but I mean, yeah, I was going to say, when you're five years old, hey, shingle the roof, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> we'll see y'all next Saturday right here at Rosie on the House, starting off at 7 o'clock sharp. Until then, be thankful for the God above you, those before you, beside you, and the life before you.